This episode of For Geek's Sake is brought to you by Boegans. Boegans. Al told me I had to say this. There we go. Hey everyone, welcome to For Geek's Sake. Welcome back to For Geek's Sake. We missed you. Did you miss us? We missed you so much. It's been two weeks. I missed you. We're here. <gasps> Brad missed us. Uh, this is Liz. Al's gone, so you're missing him for two weeks in a row. So uh, let me give you some context here because I'm just talking about things and not explaining <laughs> myself. So we have missed an episode for the first time in For Geek's Sake history due to Hurricane Irma. <sighs> Thanks, Irma. Yeah, we don't like her. Uh, so now we're back and we are very excited to be back because we didn't get blown away or float away. So yeah. that's a really good thing. And the studio has power. And the studio has power. So that's awesome. Which makes it somewhat unique in central Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we're off for a week and I even forget how to do the intro to the show. We're here with producer Dan. Hey everybody. And, uh, we are joined by, is what is your title? Senior legal correspondent? Think, is that I, where? I think that's right. We call you that. We also call you actual lawyer. Yes, right. actual Brad. So, also true. Yeah, so we've got actual lawyer Brad in-house today. Thanks a lot. I'm really happy to be here. I'm really excited to have you here. I think this is my first time on the show since you, Liz, are the co-host. Yes, we have not actually met and done this Probably. before. We may Probably, have met. maybe. According We're to Dan, sure. we've met, but... You've been in the same place at the same time, is yeah. what I'm saying. Well, uh, neither one of us have been in the same place at the same time mm-hmm. as Batman, though. Well, so, unlike mm-hmm. some people, I think you're doing a great job <laughs> on the show. That's right. Ooh, <laughs> this might be the first time in for geeks for geeks sake history that I've received a backhanded compliment <laughs> to my face. So, <laughs> thank you for that. I appreciate that. Not just that. in the comments on YouTube. <laughs> oh, that's mean. Oh. But you know, I, thought, I I think I wanted to clear the air with two things before. Yeah. This is my first time on the show with, okay. with you being here. Number one is uh, I really love puns. Actually, I like, any, I like any humor where you laugh and feel really bad at the same time. Yes. That's really my humor. That's my whole so, life. So, so big fan of, of the puns, but I cut my spaghetti. Oh, get out. Get out. Shows have, canceled. Two weeks in a row. We're done. I didn't feel we could, we could begin without that all. That, that well, all, uh, but you, you, are, you were married, yes. Yes. So yeah. I, I care not whether or oh, not you okay. cut your spaghetti. Oh, that's, that's all right. <laughs> deal breakers it's, don't It's all right if I'm in the same room as you yes, and I cut no, my spaghetti. Oh, right. I see. All right. Right. You are, you are not a, um, just making sure. a suitor. You are not, <laughs> you're not an eligible bachelor. So That's correct. It matters not. <clears throat> um, so we got a show for you today. Obviously, we're going to be talking about some legal stuff. But before that, we got some we got some this this two weeks in geek, I guess, because yeah, we've missed yeah. a week. There's, so there's lots of stuff. Yeah, there's one or two things that kind of spread over the two weeks. Yeah, here. so a lot of this is a little bit backdated. But mm-hmm. yeah, let's uh, let's roll into some this week in geek. We're going to start off with some Nintendo news. Yeah, because I'm excited about this. What's up? Uh, so the first story that we've got for you is Nintendo has announced that they are going to be releasing some of their classic arcade games, starting with Mario Brothers, to the Switch. Um. I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. It's, it's exciting because well, because we know that I haven't received my Switch yet. Um, right. I'm assuming that look, we've had a really rough week. It there didn't was, come during Irma. There, no, there was a hurricane, so I know that mail service was disrupted. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, there's still a lot of packages that are sitting in warehouses right now. Right. Um, so I'm assuming that just you know whoever sent my Switch to me. They just, you know, the, the the shipping got messed up because of the hurricane. Totally understandable, guys. You know, natural disasters happen. So right. I'm expecting that sometime next week I should be getting my Switch. <clears throat> so, yeah. From so somebody who doesn't cut their spaghetti. From somebody who doesn't cut their spaghetti. Right. <laughs> that's, that's a must. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so they're going to start off with uh, with Mario Brothers, and they're and they're releasing it for download on the Switch. Um, so it's it, it's just it's interesting to me that we're going to be releasing these kind of classic Nintendo games on the Switch alongside of the release of the mini NES and the and the mini Super NES. Right. What don't they have a virtual console for like the last three or four console releases? To, so you can buy old games again, like like you can buy Zelda for like the thirty or fortieth time. I'm not sure. I know they, they I stay. I stay out of the Nintendo pool in general. <laughs> yeah, I, that's 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 a pool with a lot of pee in it. So I stay out. <laughs> well, I know. I mean, I know that there. Are, I don't know so much about downloadable content, but I know that you know that with with there was a disc that was released for when the GameCube was out. Mm-hmm. There was a disc that was released that contained everything from the original Zelda all the way right. up to Wind Waker. It was like a Wind Waker preview. Right. Still probably um, 40 bucks. Right. Right. So, you know, you can get, you could get those kinds of legacy games right. on a, on a newer console. I'm pretty sure the Wii and the Wii U had like a, there was an online store. I think they call, I think they called it the virtual console. I never mm-hmm. had one because I've, I've been out on Nintendo for a long time, yeah. too. I, I mean, they over. named a system Wii. They're just right. playing into my pee pool <laughs> theory. Right. They are. You know? They are. Um, so I don't know. I just I'm sick of them. Period. But you know, but I, no. I, but I, what I meant to say was I'm sick of them re-releasing all their old crap because right. it's. I, I mean, I guess it's nice for the next generation of gamers. But there's like diehard Nintendo fans at this point. I think who just feel very uh, uh, put upon by the mm-hmm. and you know all the false scarcity with the. Um, were we going to talk about this uh, the, uh, release shortly? But yeah, uh, right. Well, it's just very from frustrated with Nintendo. Well, and that's and that kind of leads me into the next bit of of you know Nintendo news that we have here is that alongside of this, you know, releasing the legacy games to the Switch, they have also announced that they are going to be releasing more of the NES Classic. So. Mm. It, on one hand, it's like Nintendo is giving their consumers more options to get their hands on these kind of you know nostalgic games. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, are you know are they just making themselves inaccessible? Well, you know, I know my with my nine year old, he does not like the super polished three D effect CGI'd out games mm-hmm. like that new Zelda game that they put on the Switch. Not interesting to him at all. He's like, where are my blocks and pixels? I know I didn't like your kid. <laughs> all, they, all the all he wants is blocks and pixels. He likes his Minecraft. Well, as I say, your kid, your kid is a games. Minecraft kid. Yeah, and classic games. Yeah. He loves playing old Sonic the Hedgehog games and Mario Brothers. Like that's his thing. So this is something that would appeal to you as a father. Yeah. For your children. How, how much know, money so. do they want for Mario Brothers on the Switch? I I don't they didn't I don't think they've state said it. That yet. Yeah, I don't how, know how much if, do you we guess that I'm assuming going it's going to be somewhere in like the 39.95 range. That would be that terrible. Ju- that just uh, seems to be I, the general price for downloading anything. I Maybe was, I was really hoping it would be more like a mobile game, especially since it's yeah. on the Switch, which is a tablet yeah. essentially. Uh, you know, give me that for 3.99, yeah, 5.99. That that <laughs> The, the, I, I, I love the idea and and the execution and the price point of the NES Mini and this uh-huh. ne- the which was what it was sixty bucks right yeah you only yeah it was sixty only, for the 60. NES and it was like 80. what eighty for the Super yeah. NES yeah which and, which was controversial because they had to cancel all of the all the pre orders yeah when well, that, they screwed when up that the pre order so. thing um but that's a really good price point for whatever it was thirty games on the NES Classic and right. twenty one games on the SNES Classic that's that's like really consumer friendly mm-hmm. for a change and then to impose this crazy artificial scarcity 
is really consumer hostile and, and more typical of how Nintendo is with not really caring whether their consumers can, can get stuff. That's my Which take. Which is crazy on. because, I mean, this is a company that's been around for so long, like right. pre-video game. Oh, yeah. Well, and so my my take on this, you know, so they're saying that the the Super NES is going to be continued to be shipped through 2018, and they're bringing back the NES Classic. It's going to return next year, so maybe this is them making up for their mistake of causing that false scarcity, mm-hmm. yeah, or nice. you know, maybe they're just trying to capitalize on what they've already created. You know, maybe they're like, "Ooh, well, you liked it so much, and we took it away, and we're going to bring it back again." And then take it away from you again. I don't know. It's It'll be interesting. The, it's the McRib of video games. It'll be it interesting. Is. <laughs> it is <laughs> for a limited time only. Super NES is back. <laughs> For three uh, weeks and then it's gone. That's excellent. So it'll be it'll be interesting to uh, follow this and see if uh, I can finally get my hands on a Switch. First of all, and I I I really want the Super NES Mini too. Uh, in more tech news, uh, iPhone X yeah. was announced or ten ten X whatever iPhone Roman numeral ten yeah. uh, iPhone Roman numeral yeah. was announced. Channel Top Gear a little bit pronounced um, and overpronounced the yeah. name of everything. Sorry, I'm going to pull the room really quick. So I uh-huh. have an iPhone. I am an Apple user. I have always been an iPhone user. I, I, I upgraded straight from the Motorola Razor to an iPhone 3GS, uh-huh. and I haven't looked back since. What are you? Oh, I'm a Mac guy. Uh, You're a Mac guy. Up and guy. down. Okay. 100% Mac universe in my house. Brad. Sorry, that made me cry a little on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have a uh, Galaxy 7 Mini, uh, the smaller version of the Galaxy 7. Okay. And it's been a great phone. Well, that's good, because I need to know why you all think that your phones are so much better than our phones. Right. <laughs> I don't know if it's better. It works, and I can do whatever I need to do with it. I don't I don't put a... You know, I was reading... <sighs> I was really hoping that you were going to be a snobby Android user. No, I'm not. What about a, Eli? <laughs> Yeah, I have my hand erased for that one. Yay! <laughs> okay, so you can't they, see them on camera. They all come from China, right? They're all the same components, the same things inside. But, uh, you know, Apple likes to package things and give you a very streamlined, user-friendly interface. Mm-hmm. Whereas Android is just sort of open to the market, so you've got access to a lot more apps and a lot more free apps. So it becomes, like, customizability and mm-hmm. user versus user-friendliness. Gotcha. Otherwise, they're all the damn same thing. Same damn thing. <laughs> You know, it's funny. I was reading through the specs uh, that they published with the the link that you shared, um, and I can't help but wonder if we're not sort of at the nearing the I don't know the the death of anybody caring about their hardware. I mean, the thing I was reading it'll take 4K video, which yeah. then no, literally one tenth of one percent of the population can actually then replay on some device that they own mm-hmm. and uh seven megapixel cam camera that's actually a good example of how uh oh first it was one and then it was two and then it was four and maybe it's seven's a lot is probably more than anybody ever needs well by far on a phone sure. yeah and but it doesn't keep going it doesn't go up to eight or ten or twelve even though the hardware probably could take mm-hmm. you know higher because nobody can display them and nobody cares it's not selling units it's look at it. talk go back to vi- old video game consoles you used to sell consoles that was 8-bit ours is better at 16 and then somewhere around 32 or 64 we reached the end of anybody caring about the hardware specs we just wanted to see what it did and to some extent we're hyper brand loyal right yeah big time which i think i am because i i mean i'm stuck i'm stuck in the apple loop and i'm stuck in, not only am i stuck in the apple loop but i'm also stuck in the at&t next loop where <laughs> i can you know every couple of years i can upgrade to the newest model of the version of whatever phone i currently have i probably should read my contract because i probably could <laughs> next myself into a different brand probably but i don't know Somebody tell me I've if tried, I can do that. 
personally, someone help me. You know, I record our show on a MacBook Pro. I've got the Apple TV in my house. I've got the iPhone. Um, I've had at least four different models of iPhone, and I've had at least three different models of Android phones. Because when I started my business, Epic Events, for all your DJ service needs, uh, (laughs) I got myself a business line, and I, I put that on an Android phone. And I could not stand that thing. Yeah. Like, just, it's the user-friendliness of the iPhone. You know, that's what I'm accustomed to. That's what I like. Yeah. And I, I could not function on that phone. I don't know what it was. Um, so I upgraded my iPhone and streamlined, and I just use the one now. Well, I just learn. I just see with myself that I, I'm just, I mean, I'm getting older, and I don't like to learn how to do new things. <laughs> <laughs> so every even when I upgrade to a new iPhone, I just get increasingly more crotchety and 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 frustrated. Well, I don't understand this new feature. Well, so, what don't you understand <laughs> about the new phone? Uh, so I haven't I haven't obviously touched one because it's not released yet. But right. I don't think there's anything that I don't understand about the new one. But you know, so some of the specs on it are so this is a completely this different for different for the iPhone in the sense that it's full screen display it, it yeah there is nothing about the front of this phone that is not screen anymore mm-hmm. so to me that automatically makes me panic on the inside because i'm like well, what about my home button what do i do without my home button i don't know how to open the phone without the home button um and so apple has you know we've moved into like you know the latest kind of big release uh security wise i think is the the thumbprint recognition that's to, what I've got on my to lock six plus. It, yeah, to lock and unlock your phone instead of instead of strictly a password, you can still use your password, obviously. And sometimes the thumbprint malfunctions because you know it's an Apple product. Um, so I've never had my malfunction. No, my not. Maybe it's, it. oh, maybe it's just me. Maybe yeah. maybe you've just burned off your, your <laughs> thumbprints <laughs> melted my by baking. Like, maybe maybe I'm I'm a Russian sleeper agent. And I don't even realize it. <laughs> um, yeah, and so now we're moving into facial recognition to uh to, you know as your security lock and unlock feature for your yeah. for your phone. So that's it. And that raises the question to me. So whereas so my thumbprint is something that is physical and I need to touch my phone with my thumbprint in order for the phone to recognize my thumbprint and open. Right. If you can just point the screen at my face, what's to say that somebody can't just grab my phone, bloop, open it with my face? And then run away and steal all my stuff. You have to like make a crazy face. Yeah, right. From- like, do yeah. I just have to consistently walk around? Like, <laughs> I think you probably are going to have to look at it in a series of different ways. Okay. So then we're just going to. So, it's so like now a combination we have, of now looks. we have an epidemic, and this is going to make me sound really old because yeah. I'm going to use the term millennials, even though I am technically you're, a millennial. You're like the definition <laughs> of a millennial. So we have, you know, like we have a series. <laughs> we have a, a, a whole generation of people that are constantly walking around doing this, taking selfies. So they're just going to have to do this to open their phone too. Let's, yeah. Which is going to be fun at like Great. five o'clock in the morning. And like <laughs> you're waking up for work and you're trying to check your newsfeed and you got crust in your eyes and you just yeah. don't, you're not even ready to look in the mirror. And now you got to look at your phone to turn it on. <laughs> it's going to be great. And, I, and so, you know, this, but there, uh, there is a way on the, the current iPhone where you can bypass the thumbprint right? where you can use your code. Right. I think, so I think that you certain can, situations, you can, yeah, sure you can always bypass that. whatever that feature is. Um, you can also turn yourself into, uh, an emojis. Yeah. So you can, so basically the emojis that currently exist, you can now use the facial recognition feature to give those emojis expressions. So you can animate them a very happy dancing pile of poop. That's going to be really fun for somebody. So, yeah. Um, (laughs) I don't think I'll ever use that particular feature, but it's going to be fun for somebody. So are you guys going to get the iPhone Roman numeral 10? Uh, 
probably when the 11 comes out yeah right like i don't know i'm on the next plan so I might, it might just show up at well, my it's house like com- it's coming out like simultaneously with the eight which and that's another thing i don't understand that's a very strange business and decision to me why would you release one and then a, the better one at the same time well the eight's the normal upgrade from the seven and the ten is the status symbol that says i have a lot of money because they cost a thousand dollars a thousand dollars yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i don't know and i'm still just picturing all these uh, what are they the um uh, the instagram girls you know they like get all dolled up <laughs> they're gonna get their new phone they're gonna be it's all not gonna up. recognize them and, uh, <laughs> so when they wake up in the morning it's not gonna recognize them <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna spend an hour getting ready to unlock their oh phones. no i gotta put on my makeup on so i can open my phone so is the iphone uh contour makeup <laughs> approved <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh, groundbreaking we'll stuff apple we're really excited about it we'll, we'll learn more in november yeah. when we get our hands on we'll, one. we'll figure it out somebody's gonna have one sure. it's probably gonna yeah. be yeah. Uh, let's talk about Star Wars, guys, because we haven't talked about Star Wars in a long time. Right? Uh, Two so- weeks. Well, actually, <laughs> we didn't get to talk about it last week because last week they fired the director of Episode Nine. Yeah. So this is kind of a, a roll it all into one. So yeah. they so they fired. Oh, what was his name? Colin Trevorrow. Thank yeah. you. Someone came prepared today, and it was Brad. It was not. It of was, course, it was. It was not Liz or Dan. Let me just no. put that out there. Uh, <laughs> Levels of preparedness today. <laughs> Go, Brad, Eli. And then we tie for last. Okay, I was going to say I was going to give it to you and be last, but oh no! Uh, but there's like there's a third, a fourth. You guys are like fifth. Yeah, I mean, like I like Al's, like Al's in Pittsburgh, and he's more prepared for the show than we are today. I'm sure he's screaming at his iPhone. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're doing a very good job without he doesn't you. Doesn't have an iPhone. He has a Google phone. That's true. He doesn't have an iPhone because yeah. his text messages come through green and yeah. they bother me. Well, um, nobody has Windows Phone. That's what really matters. Oh God, <laughs> I I did. Did you really? Oh, it was terrible. I bet. It was like living in a third world country, like as far as the phones go. Okay. <laughs> Wait, I, you know what? I'm not even going to touch that statement. That was the most backwards. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so okay, so so part one of this story is director gets fired. Yes. Uh, part two is they bring J.J. <laughs> Abrams back. Uh, why? Why not? I one guy did the first six. Why not? Yeah, that well, turned out so well. Those first, all six of those first six movies well, that one guy did, they were really hey, good, right? The first three were. <laughs> the first three that he made were. <laughs> he and then he those, screwed he, it up. He didn't make those by himself. He, well, not um, by himself. Uh, he made them. No, um, what's it, Lawrence, didn't Lawrence Kasdan direct the direct, direct Empire? Yeah, but I mean, come on. And co-write it? Yeah, but you know that George oh, was on. there the whole time over his shoulder. We think we're going to do this. Yeah, but the, the the issue lies in the fact that they let George write his own freaking dialogue for episodes one through three. So mm, yeah. yeah, and I just hate sand so much. <laughs> sand and politics. Sand. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. So here's my take on it, and we've gotten into this before because I've gone on my little Star Wars rant before. But first of all, episode seven is just episode four again for the new generation and while i appreciate it for it's just being a movie in general i get Mm. it i'm not that cynical about it i'm not that diehard but you know did did jj abrams really bring anything original to the table with his directorial style and i think the answer is no No, so i think i think that worked pretty well for it okay if you're talking about box office sales yeah sure well it just i don't see people complaining as much about episode seven as they do about the first about the 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 prequel trilogy and it in my opinion leaps and bounds better than well, the prequel trilogy. anything is leaps and bounds better than the prequel trilogy i mean come on that's like 
Well, I mean, that's, but that's all that we have to measure it against. Hello, would you like to stick your hand in this bear trap or would you like to eat this piece of chocolate cake? Like, <laughs> but, it, but I'm saying it, it felt like Star Wars again and that's what people wanted. Yeah. And I don't, I didn't have any problems with the way that he directed it. I mean, the story could have been a little bit more different from episode four, I yeah. suppose. But uh, these were the characters that he was introducing for the story that he was introducing. It's true. And it's a catch-22 because it was a great movie for the new generation. And I will give it that. And I think it left it left some of the you know, some of the original fans dissatisfied yeah. in that sense because they were expecting a fresh take and a continuation of a story that they loved. But, you know, it was and a I, passing and, the baton. and you, and you brought up the point of that. Now you get to introduce star Wars to your children. You get to introduce yeah. something that you love to your children. So it's great in that, in that respect. So I was hoping they'd ha- let, uh, Ryan Johnson do it. I'm a, I'm a yeah. fan of his. I mean, we don't know how he's going to do on episode eight yet, yeah. but, uh, it'd be nice. Uh, if, if they, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm lukewarm on, JJ, I think there are a few great <laughs> great things. Luke Warren. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did you uh, just make a Star Wars pun and you didn't even realize it? I didn't it? even Oops. realize it. <laughs> um, there are some great things about Episode 7, but I, I mean, I think at best it, the movie's fine. I mean, it does some things right, it does some things very wrong. It's pretty. I, I don't like on a story level, I think it's really sloppy. Um, and, and I just was hoping for something more. I don't know, more. It really earned its place yeah. among yeah. the star, and and, and it, it, at best, it was kind of a nostalgia. Sorry, it's kind of a nostalgia, cheap nostalgia fest, mm-hmm. and, and that's sort of grading. I think. I guess it's not if you're if you're well, uh, coming to it for the first time. Yeah. That's the point right there. It's nostalgia, right? Uh-huh. The original Star Wars. It took what twenty years of festering of you know it building up to become this behemoth in the nerd community and world. Yeah. Right. So let's say. Give it what twenty thirty five. That's when episode seven will eventually no, have that. No, <laughs> the first kind of like festive for no, twenty years. The first one, well, I mean, the first one about, was an instant hit. Think about what what is getting you know. But you do you raise a good point because because it, it this is, you know the original the original three you know episodes four through six they have such a cult following and they've been so loved for so many years. So we're comparing something that is brand new. It's like we're, we're now the instant gratification generation. Whereas Mm -hmm. we take something that took us years to, to build up a love for, and we're comparing it to something that, how, how do you stand up to that? How, how did, how does, how is that movie even supposed to, it's almost not fair. How is that movie even supposed to deliver? I just think JJ's style is all flash and no substance. Yeah. And that's, the the original Star Wars trilogy has a lot of substance. It's simple. It's a simple story, but yeah. it's got heart and like unforgettable characters. And I, I think he did a unbelievable job casting Episode Seven. Yeah, but I just don't feel like the characters really earn their place yet. I'm, I'm hoping Ryan Johnson gives them something because he's Ryan's also written you know yeah. uh, Episode Eight. I'm hoping he brings some meat to it because com- coming off of I think the only other movie of his I've actually seen is Looper, which is fantastic, and we've mm-hmm. talked about that on the show before. But um, he's he's gotten a lot of credit for similar. I think the well, concern was- there is burnout. You know, because these these movies well, yeah. are so big, they take so much work, right. especially for the director. I mean, that's that's a big chair to sit in. That's a lot of work to get done. And he's about to go on his press tour for Episode Eight. 
let alone worrying about no, you're right. taking that's care true. of episode nine. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and you want to talk about burnout? Like, no, like, t- well, first of all, like, this is a double edged sword. Here is mm-hmm. we're we're burnout talking about Game of Thrones, but yeah. that's what we've been talking about the whole time that season seven was out. Was was showwriters and the directors are burnt out. We're not getting we're not getting the quality content that we deserve because I think everyone that's involved in producing it is just over it. So. Yeah, and they don't have germ to fall back on. Yeah. So. Germ. <laughs> Speaking of germ. <laughs> Speaking nice. of germ. Ooh, good segue there. Yeah. So this cracks me up. Oh, my God. So um, <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Yep. Bezos. You got it. Jeff Kisses. Uh, Jeff Bezos is he. Uh, so he wants Amazon Prime to produce its own version of game of thrones essentially in the sense that he wants a show on amazon prime to be as big and have as much of a following as game of thrones mm-hmm. um because he even states in, in the article that we posted that he's sick of amazon prime being the place where you go to watch transparent because <laughs> that's really the only thing that i know amazon prime for that's funny. uh television wise I don't know. people were excited for man in the high castle i, I haven't watched it though i have i have not even heard of that but i i've <laughs> I'm not in, I don't have Amazon Prime, so I don't, mm-hmm. I've, I've watched Transparent through a friend's Amazon Prime, so, um, yeah, I get what he's saying, I under, I understand kind of like the, the, the want to, uh, sorry, we had to pause for a selfie, apparently. See, why did you do that? Because it was going to be a <laughs> candid picture, and then I saw it, and I was like, oh, there's a camera. <laughs> That's how I get the derpy faces, I've been, I know. <laughs> I've been Pavloved. Um, yeah. This is how you Pavlov a millennial. <laughs> you train them to pose every time somebody brings a selfie camera out. Um, yeah, so this is a really, this is like a really bold demand, I think. This is a really bold. Well, and I mean, isn't this something that, why do you even have to say this? Yeah, who doesn't want to have right, what, the next Game of Thrones? What content provider doesn't want this right now? Yeah. AMC wants this. ABC wants this. Right. NBC wants yeah, this. Netflix is Netflix. $20 billion in debt because they, yeah. they uh, are just <laughs> throwing Hulu's down dying all the money. For one to too. It, yeah. I mean, yeah. there's so many CEOs that could be like, yeah, me too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so it's that easy. Yeah. Just yeah. say you want it. That well, one. he said he wanted Whole Foods and he got it. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I think you should buy the rights to uh, Dark Tower and pay someone who cares about it to uh, adapt it <laughs> i think uh I to think a tweet to a series it's a lost cause at this point I don't, a series i could see a se- that, that was and the that, last time me- you were in dark what? tower no i wasn't here for your review no you weren't here for that no, I wasn't yeah, here no it, was just, it was I, just i still haven't seen it even i wasn't here for that don't, don't waste your money i know i wasn't here for that one. Oh. That's why. I'm, Who the heck yeah. talked about that with us? I listened to This Week in Geek and B-Roll, and I skipped it's just the main you. topic. Because I haven't it's seen just the movie. Me. I was just Everyone else was messing in a room alone by myself. Hey, guys, what did you think about Dark Tower? Maybe it was Scott. You're all my friends. Actually, it might have been Scott. Yeah. Was it Scott? Scott, are you Scott. listening? Can you confirm or deny this? Uh, anyway. <sighs> all right. So, moving on. So, we brought Brad in because we're going to talk about some, some legal stuff. Uh, and... So still in our This Week in Geek, this, I think, is a kind of like a light introduction to uh, a little a little bit of a legal quandary. So there's a bar. This is in Chicago. Yeah. And it's a Stranger Things inspired bar. And Dan, why don't you why don't you talk about the name of the bar and why it's significant? Because we all know that I still have not watched Stranger Things. <laughs> it's it's called the Upside Down. Ookie spooky. Yeah. That's okay, so how is that? How is Upside Down? What is that? Upside Down is the, the Ookie Spooky of Stranger Things. Okay. It's the alternate dimension that the monster takes you into and you die in. Oh, so it's like the sunken place? 
yeah. Okay. That'll work. All right. Right? It's maybe. I don't know. I haven't seen Get Out either. The way that they... I'm just quoting things that I don't understand again. In the show, they describe it as like, if this is the world that we live in, Mm -hmm. up here on top of the table, the upside down underneath the table is where they go in the the scary parts. I'm going to pull my legs up onto the chair now. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, they... uh, So yeah, there's this uh, company that's opened up a pop-up bar in Chicago and it's really cool. It looks like on the inside, they really themed it well. Like you walk in and it looks like the living room with the lights up on the, on the wall and they've got the couch and the chairs that look just like, I mean, it looks like the sets have been reproduced in this bar Yeah, and they've got all these themed drinks and all that kind of good stuff. And apparently you, uh, Netflix was not happy about this. Well, it's funny because they weren't happy about it, but they were like really, really nicely not happy about right. it. They were like, Hey guys, love what you're doing. Think it's great. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> Please stop. Okay, bye. Uh, so, yeah. so my questions on this, and like, what what is your take on this? Um, what is the copyright law when it comes to theming a, a restaurant or a bar after a show? Um, you can't do it without permission. Okay. You know, it's funny. The last time I was on and talked about copyright, we we talked about. A bar that had been themed after Cheers. Is this just the only reason we bring you on? Uh, I know. Uh, yes. Brad, we got to talk about copyright. Well, we're going to talk well, about... because we want to talk to Brad about law, and we drink a lot. Yeah. So... <laughs> so, so it's a famous... I don't remember all the details, because I was prepared for this Last a time. year ago when yeah. I talked about this. Not today, but... Um, it, was a, it was a Cheers-themed airport bar. It's actually a franchise of airport bars. And uh, in order to do something like that, you mm-hmm. go and license the licensed the rights from the copyright holder. I don't remember who it was. might have been like Universal or something might have been the copyright holder. Okay. And there were animatronic Norm and Cliff robots that would interact <laughs> with the patrons That's in the great. bar. <laughs> and, um, but the problem is uh, John Ratzenberger and... Nope, can't remember nope. the other guy's name. Because yeah, uh, he's the one who's uh, in all the Pixar movies. I remember his name. Yeah. I don't know the, the other guy. Uh, That's Cliff. I don't know. Norm hasn't had... A career after Cheers, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if he's still with us. <laughs> That's a good question. So uh, they sued and okay. said that even though you correctly bought all the copyright rights from um, from us or from Universal for mm-hmm. the intellectual property of Cheers, you didn't actually personally get our permission to do robots that remind people of us. And that's actually the robots didn't look anything like them. <laughs> um, so uh, <clears throat> so and the uh, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals upheld that and said, yeah, you have a personal publicity right They had the license from you too and shut down the airport bars. Oh, wow. That, that doesn't have that much to do with the this upside-down bar, um, except to illustrate the point that if you want to do it legally, you go get the license rights from anybody and right. everybody who's interested. Um, and uh, they obviously didn't do that. And in response, they got the nicest uh, cease and desist letter. Well, can we even well, consider anybody- this a cease and desist? Because they're letting them continue out the bar through the six-week run of the that, show. That is one of the things. And that it's is a so pop-up nice about- bar. So yeah. how much longer were they going to be if not just for the run of the show? Right. Well, I, believe, I think the, the term pop-up bar means that it's just not always in the same location. Oh. But well, I'm, not, I'm not 100% on well, that. That still implies that they weren't going to necessarily pop it up elsewhere as a... Stranger Things themed bar that right. might have been planning to move on to some other thing, but exactly. the, the, yeah, the cease and desist letter. Uh, yeah, besides being written in character, 
And what did they get? This is by the general counsel for Netflix, writes it kind of in character with Stranger Things. He said, Sorry, my walkie talkie's busted. Yeah. So I had to send you this letter. And there's a couple other cute things in there. Um, and, uh, but we, we, we appreciate that you love the show, but, uh, we're going to have to ask that, you know, at the right, at the end of your currently regularly scheduled run, they don't even have to cut it short just to please not do it again yeah. without our, without contacting us first. Um, and I cannot imagine a nicer, yeah. uh, not just playing along with them, but also that they're not actually, they, they have every right to say, you shut it down this instant. Right. We'll be there. They would look pretty hypocritical on this if they, they came out harsh because yeah. Stranger Things is such a referential show. It's got so many nostalgia beats in it and there's so many other pop culture things that they are pulling from to source the, the content of that show that if they were to, to yeah, come down hard true. on these guys, then they would look like the ultimate hypocrites. But yeah. you know what the nicest thing about it probably is? Uh, the massive amount of free publicity. Because none oh, of yeah. us would know that there was a pop-up bar themed after Stranger Things if they hadn't been sent this incredibly kind of quirky, nice season desist letter. Yeah. So. It makes great advertising for season two also. It does right. also. So there's a whole lot of synergy, <laughs> advertising synergy going yeah. on there that helped. It. So that was really just the best of... Everything for both parties while still sort of drawing a line in the sand and saying, yeah, you really, no, people can't do this without our permission. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to be cool about it with you guys. I think because, so, I mean, it, yeah, they did a great job. But what if somebody did like just a terrible, like, it looks like a treehouse? Like, what if, speak, what if 10 more of those pop up all over the country? Yeah. And, Speaking of people that do terrible jobs representing other people's companies and products and, mm-hmm. and names and things. Let's get into our main topic. All right. Okay. <laughs> so this is kind of a two-part because uh, there was an initial article released on this in our kind of two-week absence, and then we've gotten some some follow-up. So summary of this issue is everybody everybody knows who PewDiePie is or is aware of or at least has read the article. <laughs> he's a YouTuber. So he's a YouTuber, and he is a streamer. He's a, He does YouTube videos called Let's Plays. So a Let's Play is essentially... Uh, a stream of him playing a game and um, and talking about it and talking about it at you know giving his his reaction and his take on the it's 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 kind of the answer to us and our movie reviews or or you know the Ames on Thrones mm-hmm. episode breakdowns or basically anything where you're kind of breaking down something that's that's that for a video game so there's in general there's a lot of controversy around let's plays because it kind of skirts the line of of fair use and and copyright and whereas people aren't paying to play the game they can still see the full content of the yeah. game through the let's play blah 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 whatever so essentially um there was an incident well there have been there have been incidents in the past where this guy is just off the like off the wall he has mm. posted like nazi memes and made nazi mm. jokes and so the latest biggest controversy is that during one of his uh during one of his let's plays uh for the game firewatch he used the n-word and so now and it's not the first time it's not the first time that mm. it's happened uh but this is just kind of like the latest and so um so now what we see coming out I- i'm really glad i didn't really know who this guy is because my kid watches a lot of Let's Plays. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so that's the issue is that, you know, YouTube is is so just, you know, unmonitored and... and, and it's the Old West. If, if I remember correctly, Disney briefly sp- sponsored him until a different incident regarding the N-word was, uh, was mm-hmm. used uh, a couple of 
earlier this year? No, probably last year. Probably yeah. sometime last year. Yeah. So the issue that we have here is that this guy runs, you know, he, he's, he's incredibly popular. He has hundreds of thousands, if not millions of, of viewers. Mm. And, and, you know, YouTube is just, it's so incredibly unrated. And, you know, this is, this brings up kind of a, a really interesting issue is that YouTube, Whereas, obviously, let me just go ahead and put this on the table. This guy is wrong. I, I understand that this guy is in the wrong here. So I'm obviously not putting any blame on YouTube for his uh, horribly racist decisions. Mm-hmm. And don't use that word, idiot. Um, so, but YouTube does not recognize themselves as a streaming service. So they don't have kind of like a rating system. They, Such as Netflix or Hulu or... They they kind of almost do in a small way because they do have the YouTube for Kids app. Okay. Which it, it streams only appropriate content, supposedly. So it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Which is good. But who, I mean... It's so vast. Like how how do, how do you even begin to monitor the content that people are posting on YouTube? Ugh, it, you don't. I can't, I, you it's, can't. It's hard to monitor just what my kid's watching. Yeah. So that's a... That's, you know, that's a... I don't want to bite that off right now because I can't chew that much. <laughs> but so, so the issue here, so, so what we have happening now is so Campo Santo, as I'm assuming how it is pronounced. Uh, oh, what was the other one? Campo Santo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, I Googled the pronunciation before the show and it was Campo Santo. So now I just sound like a big douche. Um, so, so they have now, uh, so YouTube has accepted Campo Santo's copyright takedown request. So now we have, in an issue of of, of racism and, and appropriate content, the lawsuit that's being brought against them has to do with copyright issues and where, yes, this guy needs to be shut down because we don't support Nazis and racism is terrible. And I'm going to keep saying that so that our listeners understand that I, that I am not a Nazi sympathizer because Al jokingly called me racist on the last show. And I need y'all to know that it's super not true guys. Um, what, where do we, where do we see this lawsuit and, and is the company using kind of the appropriate way to take this guy down? And is there a better solution? Because what is he actually infringing as far as copyright stands? Right. So that's like six questions. Yes. Yeah. Um, Answer all of them right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess maybe the first thing to get out of the way is the process for taking down stuff off of YouTube mm-hmm. because of the DMCA, the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. Um, they sort of that that act gives, I guess, um, the copyright holder the power to strike first. Okay, and it's essentially automatic. If someone sends YouTube a takedown notice, YouTube basically has to take it down, and then then it's up to the other party to object to that. And then if they can't resolve their problems, then they go to court. So I don't think there is a lawsuit right now. Right. I think there was a takedown notice. So so where we stand now is YouTube has accepted the takedown notice. And, and then taken all of uh, this guy's stuff off of YouTube. Right. And then the ball's in his court to either live with that or protest and potentially sue to establish, to attempt to establish that is he it, does have the right to post his videos. Do they take down everything or they don't take down only the stuff that has to do I'm with sorry. this company? No, you're right. They took down... Um, everything that the copyright holder has a claim to, which okay. is all of the Camposanto 
uh, games. So if he but, had Minecraft playthroughs, they're not taking that down. Not until Mojang and Microsoft right. owned by Microsoft now. Um, right. Essentially, I know I know that as it stands right now, the video <clears throat> that has sparked the whole controversy, that is gone. That right. has already been taken down yeah. because, again, don't say that. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Right. You have blonde hair and blue eyes. Like, like you thought that was going to go over well? <laughs> yeah. And, and if, I, if I'm remembering correctly, I do think they've taken down all of his play let's plays of mm-hmm. Campo Santo games which is mostly a game called Firewatch yeah. mm-hmm. and they may have had one other that uh, that he was going through so so that brings us to maybe the more interesting question of whether or not he has a leg to stand on that it's fair use um and fair use can be a little bit complicated to get into i'll introduce it by saying that you said he maybe skirts fair use. I think the correct answer is that it is emphatically, absolutely not fair use. And, and I, I think that any sort of serious um, legal analysis gives you no other conclusion. But uh, something some other uh, some writers, I, I don't, won't take credit for this, but uh, some other writers on uh, the topic have suggested that nobody wants to take this to court. The copyright holders don't, and the... Uh, the inf- I guess you can call them the infringers, but the you know the people doing let's plays, mm-hmm. um, they don't want to take it to court either because it they're happy with this sort of uh, standoff that yeah. they have right now. That if someone complains, it'll get taken down. Um, maybe it'll come back up, but nobody is forever losing their rights until there's a precedent as mm-hmm. to whether a let's play is fair use. But <clears throat> to, to to get a little deeper into it, just so you know what fair use is, fair use has a four factor test. Okay. And then, which I'll, I'll tell you all about. <laughs> do tell. Do tell us. Do tell us all about fair use. So, 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 we could have used you a couple weeks ago because we talked about fair use at conventions. And, uh, yes, yeah. I remember that. And uh, the people who draw, um, who, who just do fan, basically fan productions yeah, of fan uh, art, essentially. Other, other characters, which, which they probably can't do. <laughs> um, but again, you know, they, they don't, the, the, it's not hurting anybody right. most of the time. The copyright holders don't care because it's not worth the expense of shutting some guy down who really he's just gonna go somewhere else and sell them too yeah it's not uh gonna accomplish anything but anyway the the so the fair use test um has four factors and this goes back like 200 years um uh to the earliest cases uh addressing it the four factors are number one the purpose and character of the use including whether the use is of a commercial nature or is for non-profit educational purposes Mm -hmm. so let's talk about less plays Let's Plays are 100% absolutely commercial appropriations of somebody else's copyrighted work. So that's a neg- big, big fat negative. I don't see how they even get past the first so we're Yeah, so we're failing on the first step, the, the, basically. The very, fir- the very sole purpose, from, especially for this guy, makes a ton of money, yeah. is to commercialize his Let's Plays. People tune in, and he earns advertising dollars mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from doing that. So this is 100% a commercial use of somebody else's copyrighted product without their permission. Um, number two is the nature of the copyrighted work and the the factor that they consider. This probably isn't relevant to a Let's Play, but the, in terms of the nature, they, what they mean is whether the original work, the original copyrighted work is fictional or non-fictional, and especially for non-fictional work, the social value of something important. An example I found was um, there's a lawsuit about the Zapruder film, the, the film that shows... Uh, President Kennedy being assassinated, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and Time bought the Time Inc. bought the film and asserted a copyright to the to the original work, and um, somebody else 
publish stills from it without getting Time's permission, and they won that lawsuit and said no. And they, they said no, it's fair use to use a still from this film, even though you don't own the right to reproduce the film, uh, because of the social importance of that film, and right. it's and it's non-fictional because again, you cannot copyright facts; you can only copyright the expression of ideas. Right. <clears throat> so. So I, and then that's very interesting, but not really relevant to Let's Plays, which are, which are works of fiction yeah. because you're playing a video game. Um, number three is the amount of the work used – I'm sorry, the amount of the work reproduced mm-hmm. in relation to the entire – how much the original was. And for some of these Let's Plays, they basically play the whole game. Right. So that's I mean, using they say all that of it. For this, specifically for this one, the Firewatch Let's Play is a two-hour stream, which he could potentially be playing through – yeah. If not all, a very good portion of the game. Yeah, one of the phrases the courts used is whether or not the the reproduction has appropriated the heart of the work, and that's been as little as oh, I, I think oh, some president's memoir. It might have been Ford's memoir. Um, <clears throat> somebody reproduced um, like four hundred uh, four hundred words of it. Yeah. of a two hundred thousand word work, and the court said that's infringing because the part that you reproduced was so was the heart of the work. This I don't know. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Um, so that's very much against the Let's Plays. That's, that's another kind of nail in its coffin as much as the first one is they really are reproducing the entire thing. Um, number four is the effect of the use on the market for or value of the original copyrighted work. And, and what that means is not just will people still buy this game after they've watched somebody else play it? Right. It also means whether it affects the value of all of the hypothetical derivative work someone could make. And that is very much uh, a factor against Let's Plays because the, the copyright holder could license someone to do a walkthrough commentary of the game, mm-hmm. which now there is absolutely no market for because there's hundreds of free videos. Right. So again, that's, you're at least... You, you at least have a slam dunk. This is not fair use on factors one, two, and four, and you just have to prevail on one of them. Yeah. Um. To to show that it's not fair use. So I I think that I mean the content holders would probably be pretty comfortable taking it to court. Um. But they also get a lot of positive publicity. This I mean, there's is, a lot of positives to let's play. Yeah. That's a, that's what I think. You know, when 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 you view this from the other side, when the content holder is not um disgusted with the uh streamer for being horribly racist um they kind of see it as free press and and whereas on the negative end it could maybe be deterring people from buying the game because they've now seen the entire game played through and they don't feel like they need to play it on the flip side it could also be doing the opposite and showing people how interesting the gameplay is and kind of inspiring them to go out and purchase the game right so well you know when we were kids we would go to blockbuster and rent a video game a lot of the time, especially a new release. I know my parents always wanted me to r- rent it, try it. If you like it, then I'll buy it for you. Yeah. You know, that was like their thing. And that's kind of what this does now is like with my kid, he'll, he'll go and watch a let's play of it and go, that looks like fun. I want that game. Yeah. Or well, I don't want this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, I think it, it's kind of, it's filling that kind of void in the, in the marketplace as well. Right. You know, another interesting thing about this one is, um, 
Composanto expressly encouraged people to do Let's Plays of their game. Mm -hmm. They even wrote into their end-user license agreement a license to do Let's Plays. Now, it was a revocable license. It was totally gratuitous on their part. So part of what they did here was initially give him 100%, him and everybody else in the world, 100% permission to make Let's Plays. And in this instance, say, well, we don't like you. Uh, We're going to revoke that license uh, from you. And so that kind of legitimizes their standpoint as well. That right. They, they reserve to themselves the right to say, you know, withdraw his right to do that. And now is this, you, from your from your legal point of view, do you, do you see this as them kind of protecting themselves from, um, say, say this guy comes back with a, a First Amendment infringement argument, mm-hmm. um, them raising the copyright takedown, is that kind of them protecting themselves from creating an even bigger issue and then well, you, getting you, into that territory? I, I think you have to deal with the actual facts of what they've said that they're doing, why they've said that they've done things. You can't go into court and pretend that you didn't say things, that, you, that everybody knows that you, there's a record of you saying. Right. So they have to deal with the fact that they blatantly said the reason we're doing this is because this guy's a big racist and we don't want him, we don't want to be a, we don't want him playing our games uh, and making money off of playing our games. So... Um, so that's, that's the facts that you're dealing with when you go to court. This, this is, this is a, um, intentional act of censorship by Campo Santo. Yeah. And now, you know, censorship is a dirty word, um, to, to most people, but that's in this context, they're saying that, you know, you just, you, you can't play with our toys cause we don't like you. Yeah. And they've, in my view, good reason not to like him and every right to control who gets to play with their toys. So that's that's the end of the story. Um, the, bringing up the First Amendment, which I'm sure someone out there is willing to do, is really a red herring because it's not um, – the First Amendment only applies to government um, government acts. And it's really hard to shoehorn that in to <clears throat> what's really a private um, dispute over – over copyright, so right now was it was it you that shared with us the 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 comic kind of breaking down what First Amendment rights actually protect? Oh yeah, we should have put that in the show notes for today. Yeah, we really should have because that was that was fantastic because it really is a good breakdown of you know so many people will and I know this is a controversial topic but considering things that are happening in the world today, so many people will cry. Well, you know, you're taking something away that is infringing upon my First Amendment rights and and. You know, I think it really it was a really good breakdown of First Amendment rights protect. What is it? It protects not legal action, but no, no it protects you from it protects you from getting arrested. Government. No, from, pr- no, it protects you from the government infringing on your rights of speech. It doesn't doesn't um, prevent anyone else from refusing right. to uh, host your host your show on their media channel mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and showing you the door if they don't like what you have to say. Yeah. So I terms think, and conditions. Exactly. <laughs> All that fine print that nobody reads. Exactly. So, yeah, so this is a this is a sticky one. Well, yeah, I mean it's 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 an it's an instance of using people are bothered, <clears throat> even people who probably agree with what they do maybe feel uncomfortable. Sorry, even people who agree with what Camposanto did. Yes. <clears throat> are <thank> maybe <laughs> uncomfortable with how they did it <clears throat> because they really are explicitly using a uh, morally neutral um, technical copyright procedure, copyright mm-hmm. enforcement procedure to achieve a social goal of silencing someone whose speech they don't agree with. Yeah. Uh, and that's me saying it maybe in the 
worst possible light. Right. I, in in the best possible light, which I think is the truth, is I've already said they don't, they don't want to let someone who they don't like play with their toys, and they right. have the right to do that because they're not the they're not the government. The government can't tell him he can't say that word, but. Um, uh, Campo Santo can certainly say if you're going to say that word, you can't play our <laughs> you game. Can't, you can't sit with us. You, you you can't you can't use our uh, intellectual property without our permission. Yeah. Well, it's amazing if you play Call of Duty online, you hear that word like 36 times. <laughs> right, but I mean, <laughs> they minute, yeah. they paid for the game. They're playing the game. Yeah. I if there was a if there was a Call of Duty let's play where somebody said it, I can guarantee you that. Oh, yeah. And uh, they kick people. They ban people from online games all the time for that stuff. Yeah. You can probably never catch everybody because it's unfortunately so prevalent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that's all on, that's on the ter- terms of Call, of Call of Duty's terms of use absolutely have a uh, abusive and offensive language uh, clause sure. saying you can be banned for saying stuff that we think is offensive. And that's, again, yeah. t- that would be totally subjective. Get it right, guys. Yeah. Call of Duty chat channels are reserved for jokes about sleeping with other players mothers that's right okay let's just keep it wholesome <laughs> okay well uh, in conclusion uh we at for geek's sake would like to explicitly state that we do not support racism so and, you're backtracking uh no <laughs> okay <laughs> no i am not back- i would i elizabeth marie ames the uh, co-host of for geek's sake would like to explicitly state that while i was called a racist by my own host it was in jest and i am absolutely not a racist <laughs> nor do i support any racist behavior so yeah down with now racism. that we've cleared that now up. that we've cleared that do important I to draw a line in the sand yeah. <laughs> say, say it again for the people in the back Oh, well, uh, let's, let's move on to something a little bit less controversial and way more exciting. Uh, so usually we do This Week in Elon in our, in our This Week in Geek. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was just so much that we've made it our B-roll today yeah. because And big I changed news, the word. Everyone. I don't know why I said B-roll on Elon. B-roll on Elon? Yeah. Well, I mean, it is B-roll on Elon. Yeah. B-lon. I guess it works. It's B-lon. Yes. Yes. We just, segment. we just going to a new segment. B-lon. Uh, so, so we have two weeks of Elon to two, make up for. Two, yeah, because we can't even do this week in Elon. It's, it's These weeks in Elon. To these weeks in Elon. <laughs> um, so the first one's kind of fun. So uh, SpaceX released footage of all of the rocket failures, which is honestly just awesome, because who doesn't like to watch stuff blow up? Um and I think it, it, it's like what what I love so much about this is that the, the, the this man just this man and this company just have so much money that he's like ha 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 look at how funny it is when my really expensive equipment blows up everyone watch this two minute video well part of it is that the Elon haters love to point out at all the times that the missiles have blown up or the the, the shuttles have blown up oh not shuttles uh, is rockets yeah um and all the problems that SpaceX has had and I mean yeah they've had problems but in the world of science. Making a mistake is how you learn. Making a mistake is progress. Right. So this, this to him isn't a, a blooper reel. This is this is a, a reel of triumph. Right. You know. Yeah. Uh, and and we and that's what the article really says too. Is that it's really, it really is. It it's not evidence of failure. It's evidence of success because it's you know it's it's footage ah, of. I it. didn't even read it. Remember those. Uh, <laughs> remember those videos that uh, the NFL would sell in the eighties. Oh yeah. The, the great the greatest. Yeah. End, the, the football flute uh, you know, uh, follies. Yeah. That's what they called them. Yeah. Yes. Sports. I have relevant things to add to those conversations. <laughs> You're lucky we don't talk sports here. You guys talk more. 
No, we're not allowed to talk sports. Uh, <laughs> I've been told explicitly before to talk sports. So on yeah, this we're show. gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna definitely drop this one on the Facebook because it's fun, and yeah. uh, you guys should all get to see rockets exploding. Um, all right. So the next one is is uh, you know definitely it affected us locally. Yeah. Um, so Tesla, uh, they remotely expanded the car batteries near the path of Hurricane Irma. Um, I guess in the hopes that people would not get stranded in a, in a car. How's that work? Um, I don't know. <laughs> and this is so Hey, technical producer, Eli. <laughs> yes. How's that work? Well, the, uh, depending on the battery pack you have of the car, mm-hmm. um, one of the things about Tesla's is it's like other electronic devices nowadays. They sell it with like, they're not going to give you a different battery necessarily. You're just paying you're only paying a certain amount so they only give you a certain amount of range when you're ready to have more range you pay more money so for here it says that the model s and the model x they were built and sold with 75 kilowatt battery packs uh were software limited to 60 or 70 so was that a safety issue or is that um i don't know that i haven't looked up the specifics of it both electric cars a lot of times have a safety barrier built in so that way you know people love to drive it towards empty uh-huh. so you're driving an electric car and you're like i got one bar i'm gonna make it and then you run out and the safety thing kicks on and it's like listen okay now you have five miles to get to a charging station type thing gotcha i don't know for sure that's how the tesla is but i'm assuming so okay yeah so i mean it's 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 a neat thing science wise but it also i think raises a lot of questions of Hey, hey how'd you guys do that? <laughs> Why don't you just give us the full battery all of the time? Yeah, you jerks. So that but was that's that. Pretty cool of them yeah. to do, I guess. Pre- I mean, it was. I mean, I think it's it, it is. It's cool of them to do because I, they weren't charging anybody for it, and they just yeah. extended the life of the battery for you know dur- for the duration, and I think a little bit even past um, the hurricane because. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I know you just you just got power back, right? No, no, recently? no. I, I got through it fine. I, I only didn't have power for like thirty hours. Oh, that's really like, good. I know. I know people who great. who are still to this day like waiting for their power yeah. to come back. Well, no, Eli, it was you, right? You just got mine back Saturday evening. Neat. Yeah. It is. It is Tuesday for reference. So <laughs> yeah. So how are you going to charge a car without power? Have we to have your solar uh, <laughs> roof. For fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, seriously. That's you, another legal story. Let's <laughs> 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 say, are the are the solar panel salesmen just like out in force right now? Oh yeah. Ugh. Hey guys, you know what doesn't charge your house with the solar panel when the sun's not out, <laughs> like during a hurricane. Anyway, uh, okay. So let's focus on the biggest news here. Yeah. Um, Orlando, Florida. This place that we live. This in. This place that we live in. Mm-hmm. Uh, your home for for geek's sake is now a finalist. In the Hyperloop One project. Yeah. Like, we could get a Hyperloop. More importantly, Elon might finally make his appointment to visit the show. Yeah. As he's been canceling on us every week for the past, what, year and a half now? We should try to get press passes to be on the maiden voyage. We really should. We, I mean, I think we deserve it. I mean, it. Al could many, do it. I'm many, not going on it first, but Al <laughs> could do it. Yeah. You're not, oh my God, are you kidding me? I want on this thing so hard. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, How fast does it go? What? 750 miles an hour. Yeah, I don't know about that. 
But it's I don't know about that. But, but science and magnets and yeah. magnets and you're writing in like a tube. It's scary. <laughs> I don't know. I like it, but it but it scares me at the same. Maybe time. not the maiden but, voyage, but like after a couple tests, you yeah. know what I mean. Like then then we'll get on it. Opening day, maybe. What if we First could do trip? a live stream show from the Hyperloop cool, tube? I don't actually don't think that works because there's probably not Wi-Fi in the. Oh, of course, it's gonna have Wi-Fi. In the magnets. Are you kidding me? Well, and I think that you know you mentioned we're finalists uh, for this. I think that we've got a pretty good chance at it too because um, this is also the shortest track, right? Of oh, the finalists. Good. Essentially, we're talking Miami to Orlando. Yeah, so the least infrastructure to put into place. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think that would be great. And the the question then is, how much is it going to cost to go from Orlando to Miami and back? Yeah. I, I mean, th- you're going to get think- there. Like I that. think the most important question is, does it have a stop at Disney World? <laughs> it looks like it might. I know. It does actually loops right over to, yeah. uh, to Disney World. Yeah. God, I hope so. It well, would make and, sense. and this is my question, too, is that is it, I mean, does this, is this a, a rail system that's going to have multiple stops, or are we talking literally two destinations? You right. know what I mean? Um, I don't know if this is point A, point B, or if there's... You know, it's funny. A lot of the other proposed tracks had three cities mm-hmm. uh, instead of just two, but it still seems like... You could easily add Tampa to that loop. All I'm saying yeah. is, for 700 miles per hour, there's already too many curves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how does that work? Magnets. Yeah. Science. This doesn't actually touch anything. Wizards. Also, is this the one that's underground or above ground? This is above ground. Okay. Kind of yeah, have they're to not going to go underground. Yeah, yeah, no, the underground system is what they're what they're introducing for traffic. Not this is a this is a commuter train. This is a passenger train. The underground piece was the um, God. Do you even pay attention? That's for your car, Eli. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's the one that's going to drop your <laughs> drop your cars <laughs> underground. Uh, and they introduced that, and I and L.A. has picked that one up. Chicago. L.A. L.A. is in talks. Chicago's already picked it up. Oh, Chicago's picked it up. Confir- I thought L.A. was the one that confirmed. Hmm. I can't keep up with my man. Yeah. He's so busy all the time. I just don't know what he does. Uh, so yeah, so no, this is really, this is really exciting. And I mean, like, it's very exciting to, you know, the thought of being able to get to Miami in 20 minutes. But what's even more exciting is that like, Elon's going to come on the show, guys. <laughs> I have hope. Al doesn't have hope. Al doesn't think it's going to happen, but not with that attitude. Exactly. <laughs> So yeah, so that's um. Let's do some. Let's do. What do we do? How do we do the show? God, I I'm so terrible at everything. Don't you have it? a pun? Uh, yes, I have a pun. Uh, because we got to do Liz's mom. Yeah, we can do. Um, so let's do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> always got to do Liz's mom. <laughs> always got to do Liz's mom. Uh, okay. Are you guys Are you guys ready for this one? I'll I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't have. Track. I don't even have a Bowegans to to wash this down. With. <laughs> it would be great if we had a <sighs> icy cold Bowegans beer to right. wash down this pun with, to choke down this pun with. Okay, I recently lost my mood ring. I don't know how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so she pays through Patreon, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So if you'd like to give us some support and uh, some input, you can check us out on Patreon. Make sure you do that. Yeah. Yeah. Which our first B-roll video, blooper reel, if you will, Uh will be going up this week. Oh, will it? It's, It's not rockets exploding. No, no, no. It's like Liz Derpy Faces and Al. <laughs> so if you want to see me looking real pretty and uh, oh, saying, I can't wait to see this. saying some slightly off-color stuff when I don't know the microphones are turned. I'm actually really nervous about this because my mom is one of the main subscribers to the Patreon. So. <laughs> oh, boy. What's the rating on the blooper reel? Is it unrated? No, it's rated the same as our show. Yeah, PG-13. So there might be one F-bomb. 
Okay. Okay. F bombs I can deal with. One so, nip slip. It's so, <laughs> say, it's, the, it's the nip slips that I'm really worried about. That must have happened um, the week I wasn't here. <laughs> yeah, but if you guys want to get some bonus content and check out some of the ridiculous stuff that happens behind the scenes, uh, come subscribe to the Patreon and you get to see all of my derpy faces apparently. Apparently, um, which is really special for you. I'm working on a collage like screensaver for your laptop as well. Oh, it's gonna great. be wonderful. It's gonna be so great. Can't wait. Can't wait. Love it. Uh, let's do some shameless plugs, guys. Dan, what you got? As always, you can find me at EpicEventsOrlando.com for all your DJ service needs. What kind of DJ service needs? What kind of DJ service needs, Dan? Well, maybe you're getting married. Maybe you're having I'm a not. holiday party, <laughs> um, a, a, a banquet, anything. We did talk about a cat birthday party, right? I'm allergic to cats. <laughs> I don't have to bring them behind the DJ yeah. booth. <laughs> but uh, also, uh, if you haven't checked out the Orville yet... Make sure you check it out. It's amazing. Yeah, is it good? It's so good. It's the first episode was directed by Jonathan Frakes. Okay. So it's you you can tell that somebody who's been on an actual Star Trek set has been in on this thing. Like it's so right on point and so funny. Uh it's not the strongest premiere that I've ever seen, but it's pretty darn good. Yeah. And I'm a little bit worried about Star Trek Discovery now. Mm. <laughs> Aren't we all? Yeah. So. Brad, what you got? Oh, well, if you have any legal issues, you can call me at uh, Korshak and Associates. Uh, we do free 10-minute consultations. And uh, if, you have, if you need anything, give me a call and we'll, we'll try and help you out. Um, do you my, do traffic tickets? We don't do traffic tickets. <laughs> I always... <laughs> If you call me for a traffic ticket, I will tell you to call the ticket clinic. Asking for a friend. Because uh, mm-hmm. I have... Uh, I have never heard a bad um, report from people I've referred over there. So they do a good job hmm. um, in my experience. Uh, my other plugs are two, two things that are old, but I'm just getting to them now. Uh, the first one is I'm finally watching Flash, which is so oh, good. good. It's yeah. fantastic. I'm in the middle of season two right now. Nice. And I'm not watching for some good stuff. I'm not watching any of the other CW uh, okay. Berlantiverse shows yet. Okay, <clears throat> but um, I'm really really liking the Flash, and then I started listening to. I've had the CD forever, and I've been listening to uh, Wolf Mother. You guys ever listen to Wolf Mother? Oh yeah, it's, it's there. It's like from 2005 or something, and I've just been listening to it over and over. It's really good, kind of Black Sabbathy, and uh, I really like it. So that's my other that's shameless awesome. plug. Nice. Listen, if Al was here, to... he would he would shamelessly plug the Goo Goo Dolls and uh, Matchbox Twenty <laughs> and the Dresden Files. <laughs> the Dresden Files. <laughs> hey, those are that's a great book series. What, wasn't he plugging the Dresden he Files? He plugged for a it while? like six weeks in a row and forgot that he kept on doing it <laughs> like he kept on going oh, i need something original that i haven't done before trusted files that'll do it oh that's great i love everything <laughs> about that well since he's not here uh, i'm gonna go ahead and plug orlando roller derby uh you're home for roller derby in orlando if like you wouldn't have if, your roller derby needs if you did for all your roller derby needs yeah. uh if you didn't if you didn't know if you don't know now you know um <laughs> Yeah, we got a game coming up this Sunday at uh, Cimarron Skateway. It is uh, my home team. Uh, I'm not skating in it, uh, but I will be bench coaching. So if you want to come see me get really angry and yell about stuff, you can come check us out. Uh, doors are at 430. That's Cimarron Skateway in Castleberry. Nice. Um, yeah, so that's going to do it for our show. I hope this wasn't too painful for as rusty as we are for... <laughs> God, we're never taking a week off again I know. until Hurricane Maria comes. It's not coming. It's not coming. It's, not, it's really not coming. And ruins everything again forever. Shut, shut your face hole. It's not coming. Uh, we need we need to get meteorologist Dave back on here and talk about 
why yeah. Florida is terrible. Anyway, uh, thank you so much to uh, Bowiegans, uh, Bowiegans Brewery. Go check them out for some uh, some cool beers in Castleberry. Mm-hmm. It's actually uh, right across the street from the skating rink. So like you guys could go have a beer oh, at nice. Bowiegans and then come watch us play roller derby. I don't know why you're not doing it yet. Do it. If only some run skate would let you bring in your growler. If only, if only. Well, I'm not. I'm not going to be on skates on Sunday, so I don't know what the rules are for me. I could be drunk if I want to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So thank you so much to producer Dan for doing his thing. You're very thank welcome. you so much to Brad for coming in and um, actually being smart about all of the legal issues that we constantly talk about and are probably very wrong about. Thanks when for he's having not me. Not here. I appreciate it. It's always uh, fun. Thanks to Eli for doing whatever it is that he mm-hmm. does <laughs> and uh thanks to me i guess for being here it's 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 we're having a rough night oh thank you for listening thanks. And- uh, yeah thank you guys for listening uh as always you can you know check us out on youtube we will we did not live stream but we will be posting the video on youtube you can find us on the facebook social medias and the social medias and all that fun stuff and patreon and patreon um go check us out go see our blooper reel and uh like us on itunes and drop some comments and give us some good ratings and all that good yes, stuff. Yes, please. And um, I didn't come up with a fun little outro. So this is Liz saying bye.